You're listening to Sound the Foghorn, the Minnesota Wild podcast made by fans for fans. For Kaprizov, back to Zuccarello, back to Kaprizov, he scores! Covering team news, prospect analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, advanced stats, and much more. Back to Kaprizov, he scores! And now, here are your hosts, Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyot, and Justin Baki. Hello, and welcome in to another episode of Sound the Foghorn. Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyot, and Justin Baki back with you for the first episode of 2024. Uh, hasn't been a whole lot of incentive to jump on to a podcast lately because you could just watch Painter Eye and it'd be like watching the Wild. Uh, but we'll get into a few Wild topics as we always do. We'll try to find some good things to talk about, notably the prospects probably. Uh, but just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit today. Check back in uh, here as we're in a small break here with the All-Star break um, and get you prime for kind of the second half or last third wherever we're at at this point of the season but as we always do before we get into anything has been a while gotta check in with the fellas zeke we'll start with you nice new shiny mic in front of you so things must obviously be going yeah. well yeah no just got this actually had it sitting probably in the box for you know three four weeks now finally getting it out to use it tonight uh you know hopefully no more of that uh, that buzzing or background uh, crap that happens so often so hopefully that's Limited all in good, but yeah, no, otherwise uh, doing good. It's, you know, the one good thing about the all-star break is, you know, when, when the wild aren't playing, there's no hockey on my Twitter time dramatically decreases. So I find myself much less angry for no reason (laughs) in the middle of the afternoon. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a good break, uh, especially the team's plan, but it's, it's good to be back with you guys for sure. Yeah. Hopefully we sound nice and crispy. I apologize. My, Mike, the last two shows, at first I thought I had a cable issue, and so I bought a new cable and plugged that in. It's like, oop, problem solved. And then I was, as I was listening back to the last show, I was like, nope, it was not a cable problem. It was a mic problem. So I also have a new microphone. Justin's still works, unlike Zeke and I's. So hopefully for this show, we're sounding nice and crispy, nice and clear. Uh, sorry for those of you who had to sit through probably like very like quiet, near whispering by me, and then just booming voices from Zeke and Justin. Hopefully that should all be fixed now. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, but that said, Justin, things busy this time of year for the Baki household, but uh, overall, how are we doing? Doing well, yeah. <clears throat> busy, like you mentioned. Lots of, you know, two kids in hockey, kid in dance, doing a parent-child dance with my daughter. So we're there twice a week for that. And, uh, you know, it's a good busy, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the winter's flying by. It doesn't even feel like winter. I just... I was yeah. telling you before the show, I can't believe my kids are rollerblading at the end of January instead yeah. of ice skating outside. But 50 degrees um, out today. Yeah. Still January, enjoying January 31st. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically, almost February rollerblading. It's just patios open at breweries, anything. golf courses. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what month is it? Is it, is it April? Yeah. I feel months? like I'm living in Tennessee again. Yeah. What's the crazy thing? It's like, I remember, so I, I have, more snow there. I have yeah. some cousins. Yeah, I have cousins in Nashville. And, like, shortly after Christmas, that's, there's, like, videos, and they're, like, walking through, like, six inches of snow. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen that since, like, last year. Right. <laughs> and, like, Wisconsin, and Iowa, and it's, like, Minnesota. It's, like, nah, we're just, like, we had, like, two weeks where it's just bitterly cold, and then, like, ah, it's spring again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which means we got... we're just, we're setting up for, like, just a miserable, like, late March, April. Like, you know right. we're going to get, like, just hammered with, like, late season blizzards. Like, it's it's completely right. inevitable at this point. In like a lamb, out like a lion. Yeah, I think that's spring or something. But yeah, I might just be going to apply to the winter. Yeah, like and there's like going to Christmas and like I'm driving to my parents' house, like it's like raining and there's like no snow. I'm like, this is not right. No, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> I was like, I don't like, I don't even like. There's been days I'm walking outside without a jacket on. I'm like, this is just bizarre. <laughs> Maybe that's why the wild suck because. They're like, did they play well when it was cold? Did they? Is that, isn't that when they won like four to five? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. In Florida down there and down south, yeah. Am I on to something here? I think you're on to something. The wild, yeah. we, we, we're, we're we gonna run with cold. it. We need the cold back. Cold. The state of hockey. 
this warm weather's throwing off the, the sensory, the, the the training. It's, it's all messed up. We're blaming the weather. For what yeah, they, they, well, it they feel like they're in the beauty league and not the NHL right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're so like, oh, this is the, it's the offseason. Like, or it's like, oh, this feels like spring. That means playoff times, which means we suck. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, hey, it depends on how on whether you want them to win or not, which I'm sure That's true. plenty of people out there don't. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll see. talk about that. Um, but before we talk deep into the wild, we'll, we'll try to start <laughs> off on some positive, bring the vibe up a little bit. Um, look ahead to the, to the future. Talk some prospects, Justin. I know you got um, as friend of the show, Michael Russo would say a meaty prospect update. Yeah, it's been a while, so <clears throat> I'll try and keep it as short as I can, but it's still going to be uh, pretty lengthy. We'll start with the bad, kind of move to the great. Uh, well, the bad is Iowa. Um, they're going through a pretty tough season. I believe they've lost like 12 of the last 14 games. Um, yeah, not much positive down there. However, <laughs> Mason Shaw has returned skating and scored three goals in his last two games. And uh, Caden Bankier is having a really good season so far, so... Um, all pluses. It sounds like they're getting Wallstead back temporarily. Yeah, I think during the break. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but it's been a rough stretch, stretch and rough season down there for them. I'll uh, move on to the OHL. <clears throat> Rasmus Kumpelainen is now up to 34 points, 35 games, uh, continues to play well, continues to look like a man amongst boys, and uh, just play well ever since moving from Finland to the OHL, he's really, you know, played well there. It's nice to um, see that, like, relatively quick adaptation from, like, the quote-unquote yeah. European style to the North American style, so. Yeah. And I had a prospect I knew a whole lot about when we drafted him, but, like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, this guy could, like, I don't think, like, it's a high-ceiling type of play, but, like, yeah, this guy's big. He can score. Like, yeah, give me a, give me a solid yeah. bottom six guy. Right. Well, and then you saw him not get much time in the World Juniors, and then they put him in, and he plays well. It yeah. was like, you should just... <laughs> Put him in from the beginning. <laughs> uh, continuing on to the OHL, uh, Hunter Hate, 53 points, 45 games. Continues to play well, and he's winning a decent amount of face-offs. I mean, he has some nights where it's uh, not so great, but a lot of nights where he's winning some decent amount of face-offs. So uh, that's good. Uh, Servak Petrovsky is a point-per-game player, 35 points, 35 games. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we have quite a few prospects with point-per-game averages or, or close to. Um, speaking of, uh, we'll move on to the college hockey scene. Uh, Ryan Healy, he's having a good season. Defenseman for Harvard. Harvard's really, really bad team this year, but he is, I believe, tied for the lead in points with with uh, one of the forwards. Um, was recently named the ECAC Player of the Week. Um, had a couple goals and assists that weekend and has played really well. Um, lots of power play goals, has a good shot, often good offensive skill. Just um, seems like one of those guys that can power play the quarterback. It's, it's, you know, really good development season so far. Um, Aaron Pionk, haven't talked much about him, but he had a couple assists past weekend. He's at 14 points in 25 games. I feel like he's kind of been quiet this, like, a lot of, not a lot of posts about him, but he's having a pretty decent season yeah, overall. Not, not, that's not bad at all for a defenseman. No. And, no. and UMD hasn't been the greatest either, but uh, they've started to play well lately, and he's mm-hmm. been part of that, picking up assists here and there, and getting some power play time. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Rieger Lorenz, 17 points in 26 games, uh, picked up an assist last weekend. He seems to have uh, a knack for getting shorthanded points is what I'm noticing. He's, you know, making big plays on the penalty kill. It seems like a goal or an assist or setting up a teammate for a chance. It's um, yeah, definitely <laughs> Charlie Strammel. He's up to seven points in 20 games. Uh, he's had some big points and, and, you know, some big moments when they need them. Um, stat sheet, I feel like is a bit misleading. It, I mean, it's still not great, but uh, he's looked well as of late and he had a, a, a big, um, Game tie and assist last game that helped them come back and win in one of the games. And uh, yeah, he's just as the season goes on, I feel like he's looking better and better. He's you know still not getting put in the situations we want, but I think part of that is Mike Hastings using his guys that um, you know. Yeah. And he's a guy that's accustomed yeah. to using an older roster. You know, yeah. like he said there's a hand, large handful of 
basically Mankato's best players came over. So, yeah, you know, I think you're seeing what you want to see. I think it's, you know, starting to get a little bit more valuable minutes, starting to cash in on those. Then you have to hope that, you know, it's probably another year in college, at least next year. And you hope that he can earn his way into maybe a top six type of role um, next season. Yeah. So I still have faith. I know there's a lot of, um, you know, comments around him and, um, I mean, understandably so, and also not because you know you never know how he's going to develop and how he's going to turn out, and mm-hmm. we'll see. Development's not linear. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll continue on to the SHL. Liam Ugren, six points, thirteen games this season. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's looking better and better as the season goes on. You know, he started off the season with that injury, but um, his I don't know if you guys saw the video of his last goal where he just absolutely. Fed between two defenders and ended up scoring a goal. He's looking really good. He was actually recently moved to the top line for Fargerstead, so which is a pretty long way from starting in like the yeah. league beneath to start the year working back, like yeah. fourth line in and out of the lineup. So I think we're starting right. to see him back to healthy, and I think you'll see the points and stuff follow suit shortly. Right, and we're starting to see the speed and the the shot that he has really making a difference for that team. Uh, next we'll move on to the ECHL, Iowa Heartlanders, uh, Kyle masters, four points in his last three games. He's really playing well down there. Hopefully uh, eventually gets a chance with Iowa wild. Um, Pavel Novak has a couple points in his last three games as well. Uh, a couple guys I'm rooting for I'm pretty high on Kyle masters, I'm getting good minutes down there and then hopefully, developing so that Iowa can pull him up and maybe eventually make his way up to the big club but uh, nonetheless it's good to see them have good weeks Uh, we'll do the WHL next and then finish up with the KHL because I think there's a couple things we're going to talk about with that so um, WHL Kalen Parker two assists in the last three games this week he's having a really solid season on a really loaded Moose Jaw team that team has so many good players um, like Savoy and Denton Matei Chuck and Jaeger Ferkus. There's another one. I'm drawing a blank. But regardless, that team is absolutely loaded. But he's got 29 points in 41 games. Pretty solid for a defenseman. Uh, and Riley Height, um, really good week again. He kind of went through a little bit of a slump. We went like three, four games without a point. Um, he's on another heater. Eight points in his last four games, yeah, up to 82 points. Making up for it. <laughs> yeah, he has 82 points, 46 games, and he also recently broke the all-time records for Prince George in both assists yeah. and points. How many games Still did he play, do you know? I feel like it's 60-something. I, I can't remember, yeah, though. I'd have to look at their schedule. But, I, wanted, I wanted to check what his pace was up to. He's Last I checked, he was at a pace of like 117. I think they have like... In front of a computer, I can look this up. 20 games or so left in the season. Mm-hmm. I felt like felt like it was close to 20 games left in the I think season. It might be 68, I think, is usually the yeah. CHL. Yeah. Around there. Uh, while you're looking that up, I will move on to the KHL. And, uh, 18 point pace for 66. Okay. Yeah. Put it up a little bit then. It was. Yeah, 68 looks it like was at a. Though. Okay. <clears throat> he was towing like 131 points, which would have been like historic numbers. But I mean, he's literally what a bomb. like 55 what a bomb. assists in 46 games. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's, he's a power play machine, too. <laughs> he's a, he's a plus 20. And like, but on top, he's still like a plus 22. Like, the even strength points are still like very much there. I, mean, I know that team's yeah. really friggin' good, but I mean, they've been, I think one of their best players got hurt somewhat. Yeah, the Cohen. Yeah. Zemer Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, who was like his kind of like right hand man? He was like the, yeah. the Zuki to his Kaprizov almost. Right. Like, mm-hmm. or the, he's probably more the Zuki, and that guy was the Kaprizov. But yeah, like, yeah, still, still, he's he's now got Zach Funk too, yeah. who basically leads the <laughs> WHL in goals. But um, still, really solid. <laughs> Not good enough for Team Canada, though. You know, snooze you lose. And look what happens. <laughs> Uh, continuing on the KHL, uh, Vladislav Firstov uh, has been the first line left wing lately for Torpedo. I think he has for a lot of the season, but he's having another really solid season there. 30 points, 55 games. 
I believe he has like 16 goals, 14 assists, and, and seems to make a big impact for that team. Um, who knows what happens with him? It, it you know seems like you know he keeps having solid seasons over there. So I guess we'll see. All right, and then Danila Yirov, five points in his last three games. He's been our uh, re- most recent player of the week on the prospects page. He leads uh, Metal Ergen points, which is the top team in the Eastern Conference. As a 20-year-old. No, yeah. He's, and he's, 20 also, or he's still 19. I think he I just turned 20. He's actually closing in on the best U20 season in KHL history, uh, currently held by... Vladimir Tarasenko, he's, I'm pulling it up. He's got 43 points in 53 games. And uh, Tarasenko had 47 points, which is the top you 20 or under season in the KHL history. Um, he's still behind Goloshev and Kuznetsov, who both have 44 points. So two more points and he passes them, five more points, and he's the top point getter at that age in the KHL history. So Turns 20 on the 22nd. So like gotcha. two days after our last show, so within like the last month, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he's the best player on the best team in the conference. Like that is yeah. bonkers. He's gonna be a stud. Yeah. Get excited. And there's a couple of things. Yeah. Like, to get it, like plan a plan. Start thinking about some braid planning once you're <laughs> off this year. Like I'm maybe a little too far, but it's, <laughs> that guy's gonna be good. I think I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get around to a, a midseason prospect show this year, but we'll still definitely do it in the off season. And yeah, it would not surprise me if he emerges at the at the number one for that. Well, yeah. are we still sure that he's gonna stay there? I mean, I know I was just that, about to talk about that. Yeah, that, there's kind that of guy it Twitter, seems like there's he, kind of he, conflicting yeah. reports. <laughs> one from Hockey Russo, News Club. I, I want to trust a little bit more, but um, like the you, mm-hmm. Justin, you can touch on kind of what you've been yeah. kind of reading about it. Uh, the Hockey News Hub, which is, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm really, uh, I know him and Russo have beefed a little bit, but um, <laughs> he's got really solid KHL information usually. I mean, of course, Russo's Russo, but uh, recently Hockey News Hub posted that uh, basically the coach of Yurov's team said that the young hockey players from Magnagorsk can try themselves in the NHL, but if they don't succeed, the club will always take them back. I don't mind them leaving. Young guys, why don't they try? If something doesn't work out for them, the door here is always open. Which is so not a me, common mindset, I think, for a lot of those KHL no, coaches. Notably right, no. like Sochi, or not Sochi, um, SKA and CSKA. Yeah. Like, they're like, no, you stay here. Right. right. You're, you're banished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and apparently he also posted that <clears throat> they've offered him an extension. And he said after seeing the numbers they offered him, he'd be dumb to, to accept it and that he should make the jump in his opinion. But uh, I guess and we'll I mean, see if, in time. I mean, even if he can come in next year, like, you know, maybe is he immediate? I mean, we haven't seen impressive, you know, numbers, but I mean, you have Marcus, when this team's been healthy right now, it's been Marcus Felino playing on the second line. And granted, I think mm-hmm. when him, Boldy and Equidal healthy, actually that line looked pretty solid. But, like, yeah. there's a spot that, like, yeah, it's, you know, he's seemingly a Johansson or Zuccarello replacement, and they have, you know, a year or two left each. But there's no reason to think that, hey, it's, you know, throw that guy in a wing with Ryan Hartman on your third line and somebody else and, like, yeah, mm-hmm. get a little bit of speed, a little bit of grit, a little bit of scoring on your third line. Like, no one's yeah. going to complain about that. Um, and, you know, we, we saw Kaprizov make a transition. And, I mean, a little bit older when he came mm-hmm. in, but, like, similar production and, you know, if that's what it takes to get him over a year earlier to, you know, might be a little bit of trial by fire, but, you know, if next season, you know, I wouldn't imagine it goes a whole lot different than how we're seeing this season. Like, let those guys play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe yeah. he wants yeah. some development in Iowa. I mean, that's a conversation you got to have. But, um, you know, I think there's still reason to be optimistic that, you know, the initial reports that he will hopefully come over after this season, uh, you know, might still hold true. Yep, I guess in due time we'll find out. I'd be excited. I'm I'm fine either way because good mm-hmm. development in the KHL, but yeah. it'd be yeah. awesome to have him stay. Nothing side. wrong with another season on the top line and one of the best teams. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, last player I'll talk about. It's been kind of a long one. I said I'd try and be short, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> that's we're just, okay. We're, that's, that's what we're, we're elongating the good news. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. You'll, you'll thank us in about twenty yep. minutes. Marat Kuznadinov, four points in his last four games, really playing well. Um, He's also recently been named the team's captain. The KHL is so fucking weird, man. 
It is so weird. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> trade this guy, scratch this guy. Yeah, yeah fourth line. Ah, uh, captain. <laughs> He's like, also been named. It would be yeah. like, and like this is like no offense to like a. I don't even think this would be like Connor Dewar or someone, or even like a Vinny Letary All of a sudden, just being like put on the first line and being named captain. Like it's <laughs> obviously a better player in a little bit different situation, but yeah. like the way they just treat young players over there is just—it's so bizarre, man. It is. It's, it's, I don't so understand weird. it. Like he, he said something out the other day, and I was like, "What? Didn't they like? Weren't they benching this guy like two months ago?" I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. Um, also, he's been moved to the one C spot for Sochi. He's been the second line center for a lot of the season, and uh, he's now first line center. The last couple games had a huge game for them the other day. They ended up losing, but they were down three nothing, and he had uh, one goal, two assists, helped them tie the game. But they ended up losing, I think, in overtime. But he was trying to will their way back, and this is, like you said, it's kind of funny. He goes from SKA not playing to Sochi. Second line center to first line center and captain. It's just bizarre. <laughs> After having the season he had last year with yeah. FK, now he's yeah. it, it's it's bizarre. Russians, man, <laughs> crazy folks. Bearing the lead though on Husnadinov, uh, Michael Russo reporting in his most recent mailbag that there's a chance that the Wild could burn the first year of his entry level contract and bring him over once their season ends, which I think is like the end of February ish. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely not something I had on my bingo card, but I would not mind seeing Rat Huzinov get some reps, you know, maybe in a bottom six role here. I mean, he brings a lot of speed, a lot of energy. Like there's some offense there. Um, would not mind. He's not at all. afraid. Yeah, he's not afraid to get into the dirty yeah. areas either. Not afraid of going on block shots. We found out last year. Like, oh yeah, I think yep. he's gonna bring <laughs> just kind of that that pain in the ass, a little feistiness, kind of a. Just a little energy, just a little spark. I, I would love to see him get some games. It means burning the first year. Like, you don't have anything to lose at this point. Let the you know, as we were just saying with, with you know, the possibility of Yurov playing like, next year. Like, just let the young guys play. Yeah. You're not. You don't have anything you can sell. You're not going to go out and get a big fish. The team isn't magic going to fix itself in a year. Like, just let it happen. Yeah. Bring the pistol to the St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, uh, you might have mentioned, but that. Uh, Russian prospects account to uh, you know Brown point that their contracts don't expire till April. I mean, I guess they, yeah, maybe they would have no reason to not let him go aside from pettiness, but yeah, I suppose I would assume they would because I'd like imagine that. he'd want to play through the playoffs over mm-hmm. there after yeah, this which weekend. which can go I think a little bit into mm-hmm. March April ish. I think but it was I mean, like yeah. February twenty fifth was the date okay. at the end of the season. I'm I'm you guys keep talking, but I'm. I forgot how Sochi was doing this year. If they're not even a playoff team, he yeah. might. I feel like they're not. I would. I would assume they're not very good, uh, just based on. Yeah, I think they're. I don't know. Worst, if, I think they're one of the worst teams. Yeah, because why would the? I mean, they're obviously not going to play them, but why would uh, SK keep bloning Mitchkov and all these other guys? Well, Mitchkov is a healthy scratch. Well, yeah, but I mean, why would you help if someone was going to be a threat to you? <laughs> why would you help them? I mean, yeah, it's just it's. So but uh, yeah, 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 they're true. really bad. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see them being a playoff team, but yeah. okay. So I think that's one thing too you can look at like if people look at oh like who's Dinov has regressed point wise and I think it's something to consider is like it you know, you basically just move this guy from mm-hmm. the Boston Bruins to the Arizona Coyotes or you know, Calgary Moore could be like the like the Anaheim Ducks. And like told him to play the same role. Like you're, yeah. you're gonna be worse when you don't have as good of a team around you. Like it's just that's the way it is. His team now basically has half the points that his old team had yeah. this season. Yeah, Not good. Um, all right. Well, there's the positives from from today. So now we're gonna we'll, we'll dump into the wild here now. Um, man, where to start? Um, let's see. I mean, I guess let's just let's just kind of talk about the current state of the team. Um, not good. Not good at all. Like five, eleven, and one, or something in their last seventeen. I think something like that. It's not mm-hmm. great. I don't even care to. I don't like. I don't even. I don't care to. Really. They've won like five games suck, since yeah. they since like that stretch when John Hines came in for like eleven games. They've won like five times. Yeah, one of like those was like. Yeah, and one sure of those bad. five was like a pure luck miracle with a guy like basically missing an empty net, taking oh, a penalty, yeah. and then like against Columbus, Columbus. where they were. Horrendously yeah. outplayed, and they've had two or three other games where 
Gustafson or Fleury kind of stood on their head just enough to escape the victory. They had a five power play goal game against Florida that in reality they they had eight five on five shots in that game. And, you know, just thankfully for once, find, man, managed to like convert a power play. Like it's not like their wins have been like, oh yeah, they outplayed a team and they won. Um, and you look at the last two games, you know, going into the, going into the third period with a lead, which I think on the year going into these last two games they were like fourteen zero and one when they were going into the third period of the lead and then blew it twice and lost in regulation. While I think St. Louis in the meantime won like three straight overtime games. I think Nashville's won like two of their last. I think Nashville's sliding a little bit. They've lost like their last three now. Like, they did lose tonight. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like you're you're just you're just throwing points away. Like you had. It's just it's just been embarrassing just the way they've melted down. You know, Brock mm-hmm. Favors getting run into the ground with minutes like running out a blue line that's just like full of like number six and seven defensemen. Like it's just. Yeah, it was frustrating. I mean, this season, you know, this team is what it is, but to be able to swing it to being two points behind Nashville, to blowing that game and being six points behind them and just continuing to slide, just blowing a lead against Anaheim, just mm-hmm. just seems like almost a lost and season. A yeah. They are, I mean, literally, they. I was sitting there watching – uh, it was actually at that game. I was sitting there watching. I thought to myself, do I even know a single player on this team anymore if, when Zegris is out? I mean, I, I did eventually, but at first it's like, oh, there's Cam Fowler. That's about the yeah, only guy Trey I know and, uh, on that team anymore. I mean, yeah. their like, top power play is like two rookies and a sophomore. Like, it I think was, like, it was, might even be a power play. Yeah, like their first power play was like Olin Zellweger, who was playing like great. He's a great prospect. He's gonna be he's gonna yes. be a great player. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take anything away from him, but like he was cubing their top power play. Then it was like Mason McTavish, Leo Carlson were three of the five. Like these are guys that have played like a combined like a hundred games. Like, and I mean that second period too. I mean they had I think they had the sixteen to one shots run. I mean that's. I think that's just, you know, their obvious lack of scoring talent because yeah, I mean it's at this you point know, it it's like, like if it's not Ecker Kaprizov, it's no one's they can't score anymore. No. And I mean Boldy he comes back for you know, he's you know I mean he's you know, obviously he's, he's streaky. Like Boldy will go on a tear for five games and disappear yeah. for five. Like but yeah. I mean like Aiden's talked about like that's how like a lot of times goal scorers work. Like guys who mm-hmm. put up sixty goal seasons, it's not because they score like a goal game. It's they'll score two one night zero the next three and then score a hat trick like yeah it, it averages out over those games that way but like that's what you're gonna get but you know if it, mm-hmm. it just seems yeah. like the whole engine has to run through kaprizov and erickson and there's only so much those two can do on their own the bottom six has just been getting melted Oof, yeah. in the past month like it's i've been doing my player cards and it's like the six guys in the bottom six like every night are in the red like it's just mm-hmm. it, it just they're just melted when they have those guys on the ice yeah, it also doesn't help when you have <clears throat> eleven forwards and Felino being out, and then Maroon gets hurt in the game. I hate to make excuses, but it yeah, just seems like. And then your tenth forward at that point is Jake Lucchini. Oof, like, all right, now we're basically running three lines at that point. Like, and they benched him too the yeah. third period of that yeah, game. They're basically <laughs> playing nine forwards. Like, yeah, yeah. So that kind of brings my first question. Like, you know, there's been some back and forth on you know, can this team get to the playoffs? Is it a pretender? Is it? A, Certainly not a contender by any means, but playoff contender maybe, and just kind of that discussion around you know where do the where does the team go from here? Because we've seen reports that you know obviously big news since our last show, Jared Spurgeon out for the season um, with needing back and hip surgery, um, so obviously a huge blow to your blue line. Opens up seven and a half million ish dollars of cap space, you know, <laughs> giving what you have to call up for injuries and accruing cap. It's Probably a little bit less than that in all reality. Um, we heard rumblings. Maybe they'd go out, grab a defenseman, um, you know, try to trade for someone. Perhaps that's answered now with Declan Chisholm. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. Um, but, I mean, you look at – you can't really add anything else to this team that's more than, like, 2 $3 million. And does mm-hmm. that does that move the needle from a top-five lottery pick to a fringe playoff team? I don't think it does. No, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know. I mean, I know, like you mentioned, Brett, uh, the defenseman stuff, I don't think they were, I mean, ever really going to add. I know people were kind of, you know, maybe starting to get worried. I don't, 
I was never really too worried about that. I mean, even if, you know, Leopold is the owner and Tim both want to make the playoffs, I don't, you know, even if they maybe made some mistakes this year, I don't think, you know, they're, I, I think they're smart enough to know, obviously, not to give up really too much of anything. And I mean, like you said, uh, you know, right now, I mean, it's not even the, you know, the part that they're, you know, seven points back. It's the fact that there are seven other teams in there. And, uh, but yeah, I don't, it's obviously not, nothing's really going to help. I mean, if they somehow, if they got Connor McDavid, that might help. But I mean, aside from getting an absolute stud, you know, no one's really going to fix this team. Uh, just like you just mentioned, especially just because of the lack of depth. Uh, there's not really, and I mean, they still, they will claim too that, you know, Oh, we can play defense. We can defend. We could play hard nose. And I mean, even when they do do that, you just can't play that way uh, over long stretches of time. And especially with you know just the average goaltender they've been getting, yeah, it, it hasn't really mattered. The, so. You know, yeah. So it's 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 not. Yeah, it, nothing's really going to help yeah, at this. And point. we look at you know uh, Elias Lindholm, quality player for the Calgary Flames, like solid player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's elite by any means. No. He's a top six guy, and just got an absolute haul from the Vancouver Canucks in a trade today. Um, that was about an hour before we jumped on here. That trade went through. Like, yeah. That's the type of impact player that maybe moves the needle, and the Wild are not going to give up a, yeah. a a top nine forward, a prospect, and like two, three draft picks to, to make the team. They're, they're, not, they're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So to me, it just there, there's always this narrative around, like, well, the expectation from – Craig Leopold is that this team makes the playoffs. Like, I think at some point, you know, if you're Billy Guerin, or if, I mean, hopefully, if you're Craig Leopold, you can look at this team and go, "It's it, we're just it's not going to be good enough this year." But like, you know, I don't want to rip, you know, I don't want to tear it down to the studs. But you know, you almost have the Marco Rossi type draft year season where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we sucked this year. We're gonna get a good draft pick out of it. It's gonna help accelerate, you know, the, our plan from where out of these buyouts." Mm-hmm. At this point, to me, it's like. I don't think embrace the tank is the right word because I don't want to see this team suck night in and night out. No, no. But, you know, I'm at the point where, like, hey, make sure Marco Rossi keeps playing on that top line. Keep giving Brock Faber time on the power play. Like, give these young players the chance to play in these big situations. You know, in the absence of Flurry, give Jesper Walset, you know, a handful more starts. You know, is he going to get shredded in those games? Maybe. Maybe but, like, yeah. give him that experience, that feel, like, a, you know, getting – Getting Dallas in your first game is something not too many goalies are gonna like. Um, no. So I, I just think it's you know nicely punt the season, but just like embrace that you're probably not gonna make the playoffs. Try to be competitive, still make good decisions, but like just embrace it a little bit. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm not like basically reiterating kind of what you guys are saying. I'm not gonna actively root for this team to lose, but if I had a choice this year to make the playoffs or get a better pick, I'd. Personally, I'm leaning towards a better pick. Yeah. I just feel like this team is the way they've been playing lately, especially blown leads, blown leads against teams that aren't great. Um, it just feels like another like one and done type year, and and then a middling pick. Which, I mean, Judd Brackett has done great with what we've had, but <clears throat> I feel like the higher the pick with this guy, I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, just accelerate kind of those years after Capel. We always kind of knew these two, three years of the big cap hits could be rough and, and we're starting to see it. I mean, yeah, and you're at a spot too where if you end up like seventh or eighth worst, like, Hey, we have this abundance of prospects. We want to move up and take a, a Zeev Bouillam or someone mm-hmm. that might go top five. Like, Hey, here's our, here's our eighth overall pick and Caden bank here. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, one of these higher end, you know, maybe mid level to higher level prospects. Cause the reality is not all these guys can be able to play at some point. You're gonna have to trade them. And to me, that yep. opens up an opportunity. Like, hey, we can we can trade this good asset with this asset that we got for being bad, get a really good asset, and really not take any steps back in the process, and add another piece for when we're ready in twenty twenty six to really like push the chips in here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially this year, uh, I know there are several. You know, probably it seems like four or five really good D that are probably going to go in that top ten. I mean, we talked about talked about their defense all year. And the lack of the depth, obviously, you know, uh, Brock Faber being as good as he has been has been good. But, you know, obviously with Spurgeon being hurt, uh, you know, now, you know, he says he's going to be back. We hope so. But even then, him and Brodine are both, you know, past 30, getting into their kind of mid-30s. So, I mean, regardless of who you add, but that would at least give you the option. And, you know, if you look at the standings right now, they are sixth last, I think. But the 
six teams ahead of them are within five points. So, you know, if you, you know, obviously, you know, if they go on a streak here, you know, even if they did win eight or nine games, you know, eight games in a row or something like that, you're probably, you know, you're probably not in the playoff spot and you're probably just pushing yourself from six to like 12, which is where obviously you guys just said uh, that, that we don't want to be mushy middle. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like you said, it's, not in anyone's nature here if you're obviously sitting there watching the game, you know, wanting to lose, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it just sucks either way. So pretty much. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I think at some point they're going to have to see what they can offload too if it continues to go this way. Like, mm-hmm. I know we don't have a lot, but maybe like, like a Pat Maroon brings you in something or, you know, maybe, you know, I, who knows, maybe Mark andre Fleury wants to waive his no-trade clause to go to, like, Carolina or Colorado or something mm-hmm. and get something for him. I mean, I love him, but, I mean, he kind of deserves that chance if he wants to uh, maybe make a run for another Stanley Cup, join Zach Parisi in Colorado or something. <laughs> and, you know, I know he said he doesn't want to move, but I guess he necessarily wouldn't have to if it was for, like, yeah, for a couple months of the season. Yeah, and but... if, you, you know, if, it's, if, if it's a true deadline deal, right, it's like, you yeah. Know, if you know that this is it, right? You know, yeah. you're not moving your face. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go chase this one last time. You know, with a, with a contending team, I have no issue with it. And I think there's, and we've seen there's some teams out there like you know you just mentioned a couple, Justin, that like goalie is a need, and th- there's some goalies out there. But you know, look, like Cam Talbot has completely collapsed in LA. Um, as you mentioned, Carolina's had issues all year with injuries, some inconsistency mm-hmm. with the guys they have had. Um, you know, Colorado, despite. Georgiev being an all-star has been very, very, like, pretty poor. Like, he's, like, a sub-900 save percentage. Like, I think his negative goals against or goals save above expected. Um, Toronto, you know, hasn't gotten the best. Edmonton is finally starting to get some some play out of Stuart Skinner. But, like, even all these teams that, hey, maybe they're starting to figure it out. Tell me they went on Marc-Andre Fleury has some insurance in the playoffs. Like, in case our number one goes down, like, I guarantee like, there's a market out there. You can probably recoup the second-round pick, I think, is what they ended up giving up for him um, when they acquired him a couple of years ago. Yeah. You could probably recoup that second-rounder. Oh, yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think I think Maroon, I think it's almost a guarantee he goes to the deadline. I mean, there's a team that'll look to add some you know, TM, grit TM to their bottom six. Yeah. You know, It's a guy that's won it, three, what, three of the last 40 years at this point? Yeah. The cup, like, yeah. he knows how to win. Yeah. He's a great locker room guy. Like, you know, that's a... I think he, I think he ends up somewhere. I think... Maybe you can convince a team to take Bogosian potentially, um, and then like beyond that, your options are probably yeah. Dewar and Duhame, which you know I don't think Dewar is going to net you a ton. Duhame maybe gets you a mid-round pick, like a third or a fourth yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. But like I don't really know. see why he's. I mean, I know he's fast, but I guess I you know I don't really see why other teams seem to have valued him so much. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's, his job is boring, the, but the speed he can penalty kill. Yeah. He plays physical. Yeah. Sure. Like he, I, I'll be like, uh, and I'm, I, I don't know the numbers offhand because I haven't done the midseason player cards yet. I'm probably gonna do those tomorrow. But analytically, has not been a great like historically. Like his underlying numbers have actually been pretty good mm-hmm. as his chances and stuff. But definitely down a down year for him this year, which probably works against the Wild a little bit. Um, you know, if if guys like Yurov and who's Dinoff and stuff are coming over. Um, you know, Mikey Milne, I think is starting to get healthy in Iowa. I think he's a guy that could play in your fourth line. Like, you you got to make spots for these guys, right? Like you can't, they, they can't run it back with the same team again next year. You just can't. Um, and I know that means, you know, you, you got to break up the Deweys maybe, which sucks. Um, you know, he's a fun guy in the locker room. He's entertaining, but you know, when you're a team that's looking just to add some sort of assets, if you're not going to go into the playoffs, like it's not a lot of good assets. Like, no. You're talking maroon, Bogosian, Dura, Duhame, like, yeah. But I mean, it's the depth it's like you said. Yeah. yeah, it's like you said. It just gives the uh, some of the the prospects maybe a chance to play for a month yeah. is probably the point there. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect like a big splash between mm-hmm. now and the I don't even know the deadline. It's I think it's like the first week of March. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't Sounds expect right. a big splash of any kind, but. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Bill Guerin starts answering some phones a little bit um, here. So So let's move on next. Um, Couple acquisitions by the Wild in the last week or so here. The Mm -hmm. first um, seemed like maybe it had potential to be an NHL ad. Now it's probably more of an AHL ad. 
Um, Will Butcher acquired from the Wilkes-Barre Penguins in the AHL um, in exchange for Max Kajkovic, who I think came over in the Maroon trade. Yeah, he and did. Wasn't yeah. he? I think wasn't he playing in the ECHL basically too for a good chunk of the year? Yeah, he was, and then he got called up to the Wild Iowa Wild yeah, for like a fringe tweener. Yeah. Will Butcher, um, good good rookie year in New Jersey. Um, I think played a little bit under John Hines. Um, and then just kind of fell off a little bit, kind of a Keelan Addison type, I think, where yeah. the offensive skill is there, some power play skill, but a little bit of a you know lack of defense maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like you know if things really go south, more injuries, he maybe gets a shot. But um, the more I guess notable, if you want to call it that, acquisition, <laughs> um, they claimed Declan. I mean, all-time name team here, Declan Chisholm. Uh, off waivers in the Winnipeg Jets, I believe a fifth round pick by the Jets, uh, 20, he's 23 or 24 years old, left shot defenseman, okay size, I think he's like 6'1", um, have a couple Jets mutuals on Twitter, I haven't blocked yet, which I know is a little bit surprising, uh, a <laughs> couple, couple nice ones out there, um, and they basically said, some of them did get give him a comp to Addison where he shows some really good stuff in the offensive zone sometimes can quarterback a power play, but it leaves a little bit desired in the, in the D zone, um, which I'm like, eh, okay. But I'm like, can it be better than Goligoski or Merrill? Like that ball's <laughs> on the floor. So, and with it being a waiver claim, you know, if he gets put back on waivers, I, it sounds like about half the teams put a claim in on him. But because the Wilds are so far down, they had the first dibs. Like he's not going to clear waivers again. So, and the Wild tweeted out, I think it was yesterday before he has a number. He's number forty-seven. Like this guy's going to play. Yeah. Um, I would guess it's probably for now over Goligoski, who that last defenseman is, whether it's Merrill or Damon Hunt or Dakota Mermis or whatever the hell it ends up being at this point. I don't really care. I don't think it matters. <laughs> but I think he'll take over power play too. I think he'll see some playing time. Um, good underlying numbers from his time in the AHL this year, like pretty good play driver, um, good on ice effect on goals. Um, I think his XG is just over 50%, but like Corsi was way up there. His goals four was pretty well up there. So like, I don't know, worth a shot to me. It's, it's a dart throw, but um, scouts seem to like his upside. So <coughs> yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just, sorry. I'll say he had uh, 91 points in 146 AHL games, so he can put points up um, offensively minded. Like you mentioned, uh, he's only played four games up with the jets and uh, hasn't really, I don't think he really did anything much with it, but. And to, um, to just expand that quick, I think, and I, I asked about this and it's mostly because the jets blue lens has been healthy all year. Yeah. And they've had some good chemistry, I think, on their third pair, and he wasn't able to carve out a role essentially. And they're, you know, they've been a top team in the West, so oh, there's going to be an odd yeah. man out. So yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like, I mean, with the Spurgeon injury, I mean, I was had injuries, and you know, a lot of call ups. Hunt coming up, Merm is coming up. Um, just gives us another defenseman, another body, and, and I mean, it can't really hurt anything this year. I feel like by claiming him, seeing what he can do. Um, and like you mentioned, all-time uh, name team, Ch- uh, Declan, Ch- Declan uh, gosh, I can't say it, Declan Chisholm. Uh, it's only fitting that he comes to Minnesota that has a Chisholm city. So. I think spelled differently, which I think is throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, this is like Chisholm, right? like there's an H, yeah. in, there's an extra yeah. H in there. So I think the one by Hibbing is C-H-I-S-O-L-M. Or there's yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a second <laughs> H in there. I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm working on it. I claim myself to be a geography whiz. I want to be right. Oh, there is an H, damn it. It's spelled the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah there is. Maybe I'll edit that part out. <laughs> You're just testing everyone. Yeah. yeah. A little geography quiz. Trying to throw a little bit of lightheartedness back in here as we're just trying yeah. this team right now. All the bad right. stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, the good thing here, obviously, is they didn't have to trade anything for him or whatever, so... Yep. If he's good, then he, you know, that's great. They got him for nothing, and he probably won't be too expensive to keep. And if he's bad, they can just put him through waivers again, and no one's worse for wear. Yeah, like it's so. a potential reward for literally zero risk. Yeah, that's yep. the best kind of move you can make in my in my mind. Yeah, and no, like you said, no Merrill or Goligoski. So yeah, I mean, no anything offense, but... to not have to watch those two on a nightly basis. Oh God, is w dot com in my book. So. It's like screaming at the TV every time Merrill comes in past like the dot. It's like, bro, what are you doing behind the net? Play defense. 
<laughs> Love the guy, hate the player. I know. That's why I feel bad complaining sometimes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but... He's a good dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a great girl dad. Like he does good things in the community. It's just he's a really bad hockey player. <laughs> like, it's it's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. Um, same with Kalagoski. Like, dude, you're a dinosaur. <laughs> like, yeah. Dinosaur shouldn't wear skates. I know. <laughs> they, should sit, they should sit in museums and retire. <laughs> They're extinct for a reason. Like, yeah. Oh man. But I think a Chisholm Hunt pairing would be fun. That's what I yeah. do. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it, we ball. You know? Why not? Give it a shot. Yeah, like, it not? can't be worse than what you've been rolling out. Like I can't. No. Can't. no. I mean, did they? Why did they take Hunt out again? I mean, is it just because of it's money? It it's like or? money and roster spots, basically. I thought he was fine. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they had really? to like they had to get like Letary because Letary's oh. hurt, and like they had to call up Lucini because of injuries, and mm-hmm. they don't for whatever reason refuse to put oh. like like I don't know if they just don't want to bury the cap. Like no one's gonna claim Merrill or Goligoski. Like they're gonna no. be there still. Like who cares yeah. if you're paying him to play in the AHL? Like go. Let John Merrill be a point-per-game player in the AHL. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> do something to build that dude's confidence back up. Like <clears throat> That team's lost 12-14, too, so maybe yeah, like, maybe a swap of defensemen. Oh. Right. Like, I, I mean, you're, you're, missing, you're missing your top scorer in Lucini. I, I think he was leading them in scoring. It was one of them. He was up there. He's, you've he's had, you, had, well. you lost Vinny Letary, who was up there, too. Like hmm. you have your probably at, arguably your top pair of de- defenders, like because basically the way to put it is like just as crippled as the Wild are, Iowa's like it becomes equally as crippled because all those players that have to be replaced are pulled from their lineup, like, and it's already a young team to begin with. Yep. Like been a brand new coach, like they're fighting for yeah. their poor lives down there. Right. Yeah. Well, they have had injuries too. They finally got Bankier. Like you said, Milne back. They got uh, who else? It was. Those two for sure. Mason Shaw, yeah. he's, he's finally I mean, back. Walsh for... that was hurt for a period of time there. Yeah, yeah. he was up here for the last month. Yeah, so. like, like I mean, half the team Max. was up here at one point. Right, it's just like... <laughs> I had to like, call guys up from ECHL to play. Yeah. <laughs> Max Kachigovic was playing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, no offense to some of these guys in Iowa, but like, no, I, no. I, I follow them on Twitter. And be like, oh, this guy scored. And I was like, who was that? I didn't even know he was in our organization. <laughs> this is an EA-generated player. He's not real. <laughs> I am in I'm in season seven of my sim. Like it's just it's all like oh computer generated. Like AI is playing on the ice at this point. On the video game. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's what it's come to. But yeah, yeah. You know. I think that's about it. Just. Yeah, just, just yeah, kind of a mess. Everything. The team else. sucks. Here's a summary: prospects looking great. Keep looking forward to 2026 and beyond. Uh, team sucks. They should not buy any players to try to make the playoffs. They should nope. embrace the, the shittiness. Shoot <laughs> for a top ten pick. Play the young guys. Did I miss anything? Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> See if there's any other assets you get from anyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Not right. anyone, but you know, get, you know, get, get what you can for your the five players that you have the ability to actually trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like you, like you just said, Justin, get the, uh, you know, get the young guys in. I mean, hopefully, like we talked about earlier, if they can get Yerov and who's off over at least one of them this summer, you know, obviously everyone knows about, uh, you know, Kaprizov being need, being potentially able to be re-signed, not this summer, but the next. So, you know, you know, it's fine if you suck a little bit this year, but obviously, you know, you want to, you, just as the team overall, but that's going to be a big thing next season. And, you know, if they can get some of those guys in here and maybe a little, like we talked about, a little bit of youth and energy, you know, a little more upside, you know, that, because, uh, you know, that is obviously the worry with some people if, you know, they kind of go in the tank the next two years. But, you know, I think that, you know, I, I don't think it's, I mean, we all know they kind of targeted the uh, some of these other Russians in the draft, you know, for partially that reason. And if, you know, if, these guys are as good as they look that could really be a big help uh you know next couple years so yeah and i know this shows me kind of kind of sad you know Mm -hmm. kind of not much talk about good but just look into the future i mean we got one more year cap hell we got we're gonna have a good amount of cap space we're gonna have a lot of prospects hopefully ready to come over like the top prospects Mm -hmm. Um, 
extra picks coming up here, like hopefully a top pick this year to add to that group. Um, the good is coming. We just kind of always knew that this could be some yeah. many times and it kind of is. So, yeah. you know, that's the key. You kind of forget that as a fan when you're just, uh, you know, sitting in the, in the game, watching the game, you know, screaming at the TV, you know, we were talking about this two years ago and like we expected it, but I don't still know. to go through, but just go look yeah. at the AI generated photo on the young guns page yeah. and just, <laughs> Oh yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Print, print it out, put it on your vision board. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it, 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 I'm going to leave my, my final thought and bring one more positive thing. First of all, I never want to cheer for other players to being injured. Connor Bedard still hurt. That sucks. Hockey's worse when the best players aren't playing. But the mm-hmm. other recent news, the other probably contender for the color that was in the mix with um, Bedard and Faber was Adam Fantilli, who was just announced out oh, eight weeks. Um, unfortunately, took a skate to the ankle that cut through his socks. So, like... Rock paper for Calder is like very much a possibility. Like mm-hmm. the kid's playing well. Like the competition is unfortunately hurt. Like it sucks, but like that's the reality. Is like you got like this is an award that you you got to be healthy to win it. We saw with mm-hmm. McDavid, you know, the year yeah. Panarin won it. You know, McDavid got hurt. Panarin won the Calder. Like it's, it's the way it goes. I feel like Rossi's in the running too. I mean, Faber's yeah. really up there. He's really like probably I'd say the top one, but yeah. Rossi's having a heck of a year like too. They could, they could easily like. I don't think they'll both finish top three, but like top five for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, definitely. So that, that's the positive. We're you know, bro, bro, that's the thing we're rooting for the rest of the season. Rock favor for Calder, baby. Mm-hmm. And Jewel Erickson for Selkie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brock favor for uh, Brock favor for goals. Yeah. Three yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That'll do it. I think we got our final thoughts out. Where can we find you, Justin? At D East two thousand four. You can find me at Caprisov C with the Caprisov Countdown, and you can find me at M and W Prospects with M and W Young Guns. Zeke. Yeah, as usual, you can find me uh, on Twitter or X. Actually, I know at Zeke Black, the capital Z and the capital P. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Marsh ninety two. Be sure you are following the podcast account as well at Sound the Foghorn. All one word. Uh, player cards for the midseason version uh, likely coming out, rolling out sometime tomorrow through the weekend. I'll start chipping away at those. Probably forwards first, then D and goalies. So got that to look forward to. And then as for us, we will probably see you guys uh, late February, either third or fourth week there, uh, three or four weeks away here, and we'll be back on. But until then, this has been another episode of Sound Fox.